0: Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew, everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies. Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission, a mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain, and I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams, and thank you so much for joining me. It's been an unbelievable past week or so since we talked, not even a few days, um, of craziness happening around the world. And we're going to touch on that briefly. But today, what we're actually going to talk about, the overarching topic here, is the upcoming well, the last few years and the upcoming attempts at turning us into a cashless society and the ramifications of that for you as a citizen. And the way we're going to lead into that today is a discussion that talks about a $30,000 retirement that was stripped from a single mom in Canada for donating $50, $50 to the Freedom Convoy. And so that's how we're gonna lead into this. We're gonna dive deep today into who is behind this attempt at the cashless society, including the World Economic Forum, um, the uh, Claus Schaub who is behind that, a little bit about BlackRock, Credit Suisse, and some of these huge, large conglomerate, um, extremely large corporations who are worth basically trillions and are behind all of this push here. Um, So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna touch on that a little bit. We're gonna talk a little bit about what Justin Trudeau did by enacting this emergency powers act, and the fact that just hours ago uh, the Canadian Parliament, I believe, approved the uh, uh, vote for him to extend this, basically deciding their own sovereign nation is now uh, can be taken over by those totalitarian state that we've seen. So all of that and more today, but again the. Overarching topic is going to be based on that, you know move towards a cashless society and how horrible and You know terrible that would be for us as individuals as we've seen this woman's bank account get frozen for donating $50 to somebody who the government disagrees with their opinions who were peacefully protesting so Again all of that and more but first before we do that I needed to do one little itty bitty thing for me you know what it is. I need you to press that subscribe button. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, if you're watching this on YouTube, wherever the hell you're listening to this podcast, I need you to press that subscribe button really quick. It takes two seconds. Two seconds. One, two. That's all it takes. That's all. Did you do it yet? If you didn't, you should have. And if you didn't yet, just do it right now. Two seconds and then I'll stop talking about it. I'll give you two seconds. Ready? Go. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. You now subscribed. Now the next thing I can, you can do for me is go ahead and give a five star review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, I would appreciate it so much. I hope that you feel the passion in these topics that I'm talking about. I truly am interested in these things, and I'm truly interested in engaging with the community about these things because you know, in my regular day life, sometimes I sound crazy ranting about this stuff. So at least, at least I have an outlet to talk to you guys, and I appreciate all of your feedback. So go ahead and leave a five star review if you think I deserve it. If you don't think I deserve a five-star review, go ahead and message me why, and I'll do my best to improve the show for you. Um, So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Besides that, you can go ahead and donate over right directly on the link tree, uh, linktr.ee slash Revolt directly on the Instagram, which is at Revolt. But anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about this topic. It's something I'm super interested in and uh, something that we'll we'll start off and kick off here uh, with this story in Canada. So just a couple days ago, we saw, well, yeah, not even a full day ago. Now, the Freedom Rally basically got pushed out of Ottawa by a bunch of violent policemen. And what some people are saying aren't even Canadian police were flown in overnight by the UN. Um, And so it was truly baffling to see these police officers or whatever you want to call them um, there without any badge. And, and having, they actually had body cameras on them, but later revealed that those body cameras are only going to be used to basically track and go after the citizens that were there um, in these sweeping financial freezes of individual assets for peacefully protesting. Crazy. So let's read this story. This was directly posted on Reddit and it says 30K retirement savings seized for donating $50 to Convoy in Ontario, Canada says, something really shocking just happened. For those who donated to the convoy, don't think you are safe, even if you made a small donation. On Wednesday, my aunt went into the credit union to withdraw her money as she was hearing rumblings of the government going after people who supported the Freedom Convoy. They told her to come back on Thursday as they didn't have the money. Hmm, a bank that doesn't have money. Interesting. She came back on Thursday and was whisked into a back room. The bank immediately called 911 and told her to wait until the police arrived. Wow. They said it wasn't a dangerous situation and was for their protection if she got violent. Wow. The police came. They didn't say anything or tell anything. Instead, she was instructed to come back on Tuesday for a meeting with the senior accounts manager to get her money and that she would need to withdraw it $5,000 at a time. She previously had no p- problem pulling out $8,000 for a car. She went to the store today, Sunday, and her card was declined. She called the bank and her account was closed. Can't get in touch with a real person until Tuesday. She noted $50 to the Freedom Convoy um, on Give, and Go and stood with the Canadian flag in Ottawa. If this doesn't get resolved next week, I'm going to suggest she contact Rebel News and maybe they can do something, look like the news was right. And then posted a couple little uh, snippets from this news article, which said the government's new directive called the Emergencies Economic Measures Order goes beyond asking banks to simply stop transferring funds to protest organizers. The government wants banks to stop doing business with some people altogether. The order says that banks and other financial entities like credit unions, co-ops, loan companies, trusts, and cryptocurrency platforms must stop providing any financial or related services to people associated with the protests. A move that will result in frozen accounts, stranded money, and canceled credit cards. Wow. So now if you follow the law, you peacefully protest. And if you have a different belief than what the government holds, they can now freeze all of the money. Now what we'll realize in that is it was never your money to begin with. The money that was in that account was never her money and they said it there to her initially, which was, we don't have the money. Banks aren't in the business of holding on to your money. Banks are in the business of taking your money and reinvesting it. And then when they make the profits, they pay it back to you. And then when there's no money in there at all, they give you a non-sufficient fund fees. Did you know that there was over a billion dollars, like $1.2 billion last year charged to people during a pandemic, right? During a pandemic? There was 1.2 billion dollars worth of non-sufficient fund fees charged to people who had no money. 1.2 million billion, 1.2 billion dollars banks made off the backs of people who are not even just poor, who are without any money at all, without any money at all, and they're going to charge them a non-sufficient funds fees when something just tries to pull in the amount of $1.2 billion during a pandemic. It's, it's despicable. It's disgusting. Literally taking from the poor. It's unbelievable to me that these banks are in, in a position where they can do these things. And, and, and if this is nothing else but a lesson to you, to realize that the money that is within the banks, and we've talked about this before, we've talked about you know that linchpin to freedom. The banks, the banks are now the linchpin to freedom. They're the ones telling you that you can't hold these thoughts. And if you do, our money is no longer accessible to you. You know, the money that you work so hard for, save so hard for, and put entrusted in with them. And this is the same exact reason that they're going after cryptocurrency. Because they have no control, right? There's no linchpin to freedom. They can't freeze your crypto wallet. Right. And there was this cool article that came out uh, uh, or an email that was basically put out um, that I hope I can find here that basically said uh, it was by a company that was a crypto wallet company that had gotten an email from the Canadian government. And it said something around the effect of, uh, you know, we need you to freeze the assets of these truckers or we need you to freeze the assets of people who participated in this and the way that this cryptocurrency company came back at them um, and said, uh, basically, was that we don't hold their money. It's their money. We don't have access to their money. It's their money. We don't even have the key to the safe. Even if we wanted to, we could not freeze their assets. It's not their assets even. All it is is attached to an email. And this is their problem with crypto. The reason that they don't want you to hold cryptocurrency is because it takes the power away from the financial institutions. It takes the linchpin away for them to pull out your entire life, your entire life savings, away from you the second that you disagree with their opinions and this may even go back to and relate to our own government with the department of homeland security putting out that new national terrorism national terrorism advisory bulletin which we talked about last week because now what does that mean for us can they do the same thing if we disagree because that's literally what that's setting you up for that's literally what they just did under justin trudeau and they just approved it again They just decided that you can continue these totalitarian uh, violent attacks on peaceful citizens. They just approved that you can freeze the bank account of a single mother who has just $30,000 in assets as her life savings that she plans on retiring on because she sent $50 to somebody who she thought was doing the right thing. You know, the $50 that was legal at the time, even before they decided to call their own citizens terrorists for holding beliefs and expressing them, as Justin Trudeau said. Even before that, this woman donates legally. And now they freeze her bank account and don't let her pull any of her money and close it altogether. Who, where does that money go? Does it go directly into, you know, Justin Trudeau's blackface bank account so he can find all the makeup for his Halloween costumes down the road? And yet he wants to sit and point his dirty finger at everybody else for holding beliefs that disagree with him. It's unbelievable that they did this and they're going to continue doing this. That's the whole reason they passed this emergency act again today, today. Even after this woman's assets were frozen, even after there was women who were being shoved a gun barrel at them over and over again in a lethal attempt at force. When I was in the military, the very limited firearms training that I received, we were taught how to strike with a firearm, how to strike with a rifle. And those are lethal strikes. The, the, The way that you go about that is with intent to have lethal force. You're not shoving a metal barrel at somebody's body because you want to, you know, change their viewpoint. You're doing it because you want to inflict pain on somebody. And that's exactly what these police officers are doing, including the woman and man who were literally trampled from what some news companies were saying was to death, which we found out later was not the case, but still does not take away any of the sentiment of what that, the police officer was doing. Could have easily, easily taken the lives of those people, of that woman in a walker who they tried to say threw a bicycle threw a bicycle at the horse oh you mean the, the old woman that you ran over and trampled with a fucking draft horse but you're trying to spin that because you think your citizens are stupid enough to believe that she threw a bicycle at your horse, no, that was her walker and then you try to twist the blame and point it back at her, it's, it, the way that our governments are going about these things, and I'm not even a Canadian citizen, I'm pretty damn close with where I live, but it, it makes, the, the fact that our governments are going to the length that they are, and the police are doing nothing about it, nothing, they, they, they enforced it with billy clubs and the barrels of their guns. They enforced it with the hooves of their draft horses on the backs of old ladies and their walkers, and then tried to twist the blame, freeze your bank account, and say that it's your fault for holding different beliefs than them. How in the world did we get to this point? How in the world do we have regular, everyday citizens going home to their children, going home to their wives after going and making 800 dollars a day was the rumor of what these these mounties and cops made for going in and inflicting violence on peaceful individuals 800 dollars a day to sell your soul to trample the bodies of peaceful individuals who are literally fighting for your freedom handing you flowers trying to give you literally giving hugs to the, any police officer who would who would there was one that got that came out and gave a hug to them one that you can find for the after hundreds. I, I watched so much live streams over the weekend. It made my head spin and it made my head almost want to explode with how these people were treated for how literally there's no other country that you could ever imagine being as peaceful as these citizens were at the trucking convoy, the freedom convoy. It, I'll tell you what, it's not going to be that peaceful in the United States. And I'll tell you what, those officers won't act up as much as they did there because of the, the lethal force that, that the American citizens hold with the Second Amendment rights. And that's not saying that this should. That's just saying that we can't be, they, they are going to have to keep that in the back of their minds, that they are not the only ones with weapons. And if you shove a gun barrel down somebody's, on somebody's neck because they're peacefully protesting, you're probably going to incite the people you don't want to incite who aren't there peacefully protesting. You're probably going to get the people who want this to happen, just like you do, and who are going to meet you in the middle with as much lethal force as you're meeting with them and their family members who are being peaceful to begin with. And again, this is not promoting violence. This is not promoting violent protests. But what this is promoting is the fact that there are police officers out there who are going to be met with this very same situation in the United States, in Washington, D.C., in 10 days time with the American or the the Freedom Convoy in the US. That's going to DC. And if you haven't heard about that, go look it up and if you drive a truck, get your ass down there. So, this is speaking to those cops. You know which side of history you want to be on. You generally speaking, the the police officers are not the ones pushing or wanting to push ma- vaccine mandates. And if you go up to a bunch of peaceful protesters in the United States, And push them this way, the same way that you push the Canadian citizens, and then go home and justify it based off of $800 a day to your wife. I hope she never looks at you the same again. Because I know I wouldn't if I was your spouse. I know I wouldn't look up to my dad if he was out there billy clubbing peaceful protesters over Justin Trudeau's idea of a um, pathological society built on, you know, surveillance. So just know which 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 side of history do you want to be on? The side of the one cop who who can now look back at the situation and say, I was the one who stood up and hugged those those peaceful protesters because that man's going to go down in history. And apparently he passed out or something at some some time, you know, somebody said something about locking your knees or something like that. I don't know. It sounded like it wasn't that serious, but I hope that man's all right. and and kudos to him for finding that wall in your head that says, don't do this because you're going to get in trouble with your superiors or you're going to get in trouble with your work or you could lose your job. But finding that humanity in you that should supersede that feeling in every individual who is wearing a black or green uniform at the Freedom Rally. Who felt that? I know you did. I know they did. I know that you were walking towards these protesters who were peacefully protesting, handing you flowers, trying to give you a hug and shake your hand and telling you that they loved you. And yet you were walking towards them with a billy club on the orders of your superiors who are on the orders of literally the World Economic Forum, Charles or Klaus Schwab, who's just as much a part of it is Justin Trudeau. He's literally like very next in line under Klaus Schwab in the, the World Economic Forum. So, just think about that when you go back out there. Just think about that if you're a cop in DC. Which side do you want to be on? You want to be in the picture hugging the protester, no identifying that morality within your soul and realizing that they're just humans and they hold the same beliefs probably that you do and you're just not you don't have the balls enough to express them or you're you're not willing enough to give up a paycheck. Cuz I'll tell you what. I've been in the situation where I had to give up a paycheck for my fundamental beliefs. I literally turned down a very, uh, literally an executive position in the company over the vaccine mandate at 28 years old with a very nice salary over the vaccine mandate. Had the, had the proposal in my email and couldn't do it for my children, for my wife, for myself, because I know eventually I'm going to have a story in the back of my head of who I was during this situation and what I was willing to give up for my freedom and what I was willing to put on the wayside, what dreams or goals I had that that would have been, persu- that would have checked off for me, but not if it means my morality, not if it means that I'm going to look back when I'm 65 years old and all of this is, 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 is over and I'm going to be telling my grandchildren, I sold my soul for a six figure salary. Nope, not me, not me. And you know what? Because I made that decision, something better came up and it always will. When you make that decision, that's what's right for yourself and what's right for your family, the universe will conspire on your behalf. I promise you. So if you're a cop out there and you're you're called to that front line with a billy club and you have to decide between that $800 paycheck And your morality, I promise you. You know what? Message me. Message me. If you are a police officer and you are called to do these things and enforce these mandates, message me on Instagram and I promise you I will find you a job. I will use my personal network. I will use my Instagram network. I will absolutely find you a job making you more money than you make today. Message me. That's all you have to do. If you feel like your morality is on the line, send me a message and we'll work it out. I promise. All right. So <laughs> I guess we should move into some of these things that I have pulled up here. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is going to be, uh, and we're going to go into more of this cashless society, but there is actually this this little um, interesting infographic that was posted on uh, Reddit um, that shows the World Economic Forum. It says, known members of Liber- of the Liberal Caucus with ties to the World Economic Forum. So who these people are begins with Claus Schaub, and it's kind of like a tree. If you're watching on Instagram, or you're you're not watching, you're listening. So it's this like tree chart. At the very top of it is Claus Schaub. Under that, the next two people on the tree is Justin Trudeau, his clown ass, and Christina or Christina Christia Freeland. I don't know who any of these other people are, but I do know that it looks to me on this little infographic that Justin Trudeau basically directly reports to Claude Schaub, who is the same individual telling you to go cashless so that the same person who's sitting under him in this tree can freeze your bank account for holding opinions that differ from his and expressing them. Now we're going to dive deeper today into this World Economic Forum. We're going to dive deeper today into what their intentions are. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into, uh, you know, the background of this cashless society and where it all even started, because it didn't start with fucking Apple Pay (laughs) as much as we may think it. Um, And and we'll even go back just a little bit. There's this cool little video that I'll show you, actually, that I think kind of explains this well. Um, And then uh, we'll, we'll kind of discuss that and go from there. So here it is.
1: In the 1970s, a group of researchers was assigned a simple task. Imagine you work for the KGB and you need to create a perfect surveillance system without creeping people out. And this is what I came up with. They predicted a widespread adoption of debit cards would be the best surveillance system within the constraint of not being obtrusive. And they were right. With a debit card, you're not thinking about surveillance. It's been sold to you as a convenient payment method, and yet, it maintains a detailed record of your purchases with a precise location and time. This data can be sold and marketed by your provider, retailers and payment processors, or be collected by a three-letter government agency just in case they need to look at what you're shopping reveals about your personality, you know, for national security purposes. <laughs> the surveillance capability of debit cards diminishes the anonymity of cash payments, This makes it easier for the government to collect taxes and eliminate black markets that heavily rely on cash precisely for its untraceability. But the success of such surveillance is only viable when anonymous options are no longer available. We will soon approach that reality as we are being transformed into a cashless society. An average pack of cigarettes in Australia costs about 40 Australian dollars. That's due to Australia's heavy tax on tobacco products, which is the highest in the world, but such high taxes incentivized unintended behavior. Australia struggles with a huge black market for smuggling cigarettes and there is a crime epidemic of stealing products from tobacco warehouses. The result is a massive tax evasion and organized crime, which the Australian government decided to deal with by cracking down on cash. It is now illegal to make or accept a payment or series of connected payments in cash in excess of 10,000 Australian dollars. Some are floating proposals to do away with the Australia's two highest denominations, the $100 and the $50 bills. The goal is to squeeze the Jews out of the black market and starve out their businesses. Limiting cash payments and banning high-value banknotes is becoming a global trend. In France, the cap on cash transactions is only 1,000 euros and in Italy it's at 2,999.99. The European Central Bank has recently stopped issuing 500 euro notes, although they will remain accepted as a legal tender indefinitely. To put it in perspective, this little European project of replacing 500 euro banknotes is actually going to require covering 300 billion euros in circulation and it will cost 600 million euros. In some
0: All right, so I think you get the point of that. Basically, the only reason that debit cards are a thing is for surveillance. Did you catch that? Cause that kind of blew me away. <laughs> the only reason that the card's a thing is for sor sor for surveillance. So that they can track where you spent your money, how much you have of it, who you're giving it to, and eventually what your political beliefs are so they can strip it away from you. Right? How crazy is it that all of our cash, all of our money, not even cash, right? All of our cash is a fictitious idea to 99% of Americans. You nobody carries cash, and it's like self-imposed. And in you know, the good question of this is like, how do we get out of this? And I think I'll answer that question in a little bit. Or, or you know, what what do we need to do to fight back against this? You know, and obviously, crypto is a big piece of that, right? Crypto is obviously the, the biggest answer to all of this. Um, but the reason that there's a debit card. The reason that you have a bank account, the reason your money is not backed by the gold standard is because they want to track you. And think about this. This was way before there was even literally cameras on every corner and a cell phone here listening to your every move. Right? It's, this was before all of that. They predicted debit cards being the number one way to track and, and surveil people. And you willingly use that on every transaction. And basically, so do I. Um, I'm definitely changing my ways after I learned some things here. Um, because how how will they track you if, if they didn't if you didn't have a phone? I mean, what's literally the first thing they do when people go missing? They start pulling their debit card transactions, their credit card transactions, right? at least in the movies <laughs> in every murder movie ever. Oh, well, you know, they they go like spend their debit card in a different county so that they believe they left this the state or something. You know, it's like, yeah, of course, of course, that's the way that they track you outside of every single, uh, you know, microchip that's in every piece of electronics that you hold with you at every given moment, including that Apple watch on your wrist and the phone that's next to you and the the car that has GPS built into it. And, you know, literally all of it. And and it's even getting more ridiculous, right? It's even gotten more ridiculous. Did you know that, Apple, not Apple, Starbucks. Starbucks has a billion dollars in assets because of their, just their phone app where people prepay for coffee. Could you imagine a drug dealer being like, hey, just give me, you know, 50 bucks ahead of time. And then when you come here, just show me your phone. (laughs) Wait, you mean I have to give you money now to buy something later? Why? Well, they do it because it transitions into a asset for them immediately. They can then loan that money out and invest that money and take out loans on that money. It's a asset to the company. And then they can then de- or they can value their, evaluate their company at a much higher amount than truly should be because that transactions already happened the second you pay that a billion dollars because of Starbucks apps. And that's how silly this whole thing is getting. Right, and I think that you know, the the that that's probably the silliest of them all. But so, the idea entirely with the way that our banking system was set up was for eventually a cashless society. And the reason that they're doing that is this exact situation that we saw with this woman in Canada. Right, the only reason they're able to freeze her money, they they weren't gonna go into her home, and and take out her you know her uh, safe. Right, they're not gonna go throw her out of her home, I mean, they might at some point, but I, w- I wouldn't put it past them literally at this point. But they would have had a much harder time seizing this money if it wasn't for her banking system. It's the linchpin of freedom. It literally is just another one of those conglomerate corporations that are a linchpin, just like Parler had the linchpin of you know, not only the Amazon server, but all of the other host servers that were out there. So they basically pulled the plug on all of the momentum. It's the same linchpin that we saw with, you know, the um, I, mean, I mean, there's just so many examples of that. Your phone with surveillance. There's, there's all of these things that are in the way from you having your own personal liberty. And they're all packaged and designed to make you feel like it's in your best interest to have it based on convenience. Right. How is it convenient to have somebody else hold your money for you? That just sounds like a terrible idea altogether, even if nothing goes to shit ever. Like, hey, hold on to my money for me. Why? Why not put it in an asset? Why not purchase something with it so that that, that has a higher value over time? Why not put it into cryptocurrency at this point, which is a way easier alternative? Why not put it under your mattress for that matter, right? It's safer than in the banks when your opinion comes into play. what Could you imagine that? It's like, you know, you have a safe. You have a safe where you put your money into it and, and it asks you, how do you feel about the restrictions and mandates before you can open up your uh, open up your safe for money? And then the second that you go, well, I don't think that the government should be jabbing metal objects into me that hold serums that we have no long-term side effects on. And then your safe just collapses on itself and you never are able to access. Nobody would buy that safe. That's literally what you're putting your money into is an opinion uh, p- police that decides now whether you have access to your paycheck. Nobody would ever buy the opinion safe. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting one. Nobody would ever buy the opinion safe, right? The, the political opinion safe. Um, where you have to speak your political opinions. And if it differs from that of the safe, you don't have access to your money anymore. All right, I think that's the furthest we can take that analogy. Um, So let's go ahead and move on here. The next interesting little bit of information that we're gonna talk about. And actually, before we do that, let's go ahead and say this again. We'll go ahead and pause for a second. Not pause, we're gonna keep going. But what I'm gonna tell you while we're not pausing is that you should subscribe to this channel, all right? If you've made it this far, I think, you know, obviously you didn't, turn it off. And uh, you must have something in you that appreciates this conversation. So um, go ahead and press that subscribe button. Again, I would appreciate it so much. Um, it, it means the world to me to see you know our numbers grow in this community and more and more people interested in these topics. And so if you could go ahead and subscribe, if you've already subscribed, go ahead and leave a five-star review if you could, if I deserve it, I would really, truly appreciate it. Um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Uh, YouTube wherever you can press a five star button and again if you think I deserve less than five stars go ahead and message me why I hope to get better for you just don't have to give me less than five stars (laughs) because I plan on getting to that five stars for you I promise but in the meantime subscribe five-star review. And then if you feel like you'd like to take it that extra mile and really truly show your appreciation for the show, I make virtually nothing off of this. I promise you. I had a guy in the comments on Instagram. I talked about it last week. Say something about it. The only reason I hold my b- opinions are because uh, uh, it pays the bills. It's like hilarious. I, I made, like I said, like less than three cents an hour if I actually, you know, I've made like $200 total in general off of all combined, you know, maybe $300 in combined donations. So um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. (laughs) <laughs> but those 300 dollars meant the world to me and they kept me going at the you know closer to the beginning of this and uh you know it really just tells me that what I'm doing is right and again that meant the world to me that somebody found just a, even a, just a dollar of this worth it of my opinions you know people say my 10 cents you know maybe you find it worth a dollar or even more and again that means the world to me so um, if this does uh, mean a little bit more to you please go ahead and consider going to slash red pill revolution and donating there. Or going directly to our Instagram, clicking the link in the bio at Red Pill Revolt, um, going to our link tree, and there's a little button on there where you could do it right on the link tree. Makes it easy if you don't feel like pressing keyboard buttons for some reason. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump back into it. And the way we're gonna jump back into it is a tweet that was done, a legitimate real tweet. At least this says it's a real tweet. I didn't verify it because it's from five years ago. And the only way I know how to go through tweets is by scrolling, and that would take. Forever, but it's from the world economic forum. Somebody go ahead and fact check me, right? Fact check me, um, at W E F on Twitter. This was supposedly posted. It just is so audacious and ridiculous that it doesn't seem like they could have said this, but it is, uh, December 27th of 2016 at two oh nine 9 PM. And it was quoting Ida Auken who is a member of parliament in Denver, who said, welcome to, this is what they put as the tweet, welcome to 2030. I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. I own nothing. My privacy is not mine anymore. And life has never been better. It's so hilarious to me. The way that these politicians and deep political states and dark underlying string pullers think that they could just literally like speak words into the universe. Like they must really think that the law of attraction is the real thing because they just say some crazy shit and expect you to just believe it and roll with it. You know, like when Biden's like, you know, all Americans know it's a great thing for us to go to war with Russia. (laughs) No, basically none of us think that. But he thinks that if he continues to say these things and say it as if you already agreed with him, just like this woman in the World Economic Forum and every other politician ever, including Justin Trudeau's dumb ass, just say things and expect you to just go along with it. Oh, if everybody else believes that then maybe I should too. And they're not going to get all of us, obviously. They may not They may not even think that they're going to get 80% of us. But if they can persuade that 20% who's super agreeable and at the moment is on the fence, just by saying, well, President Biden says everybody else thinks that we should go to war with Russia, so we should. And Ida Aukin says that, you know, in 2030, I own nothing. I have no privacy and life's never been better. Then they legitimately think that that's what's going to be the end result. So maybe you should start using the law of attraction in your life too. And somehow eventually you'll become a multi-trillionaire corporation who, you know, makes their money off the backs of, you know, real citizens with real morals instead of their, you know, disgusting swamp of a life. So I, that tweet is, un, uh, I can't believe somebody would type that. And and then the World Economic Forum, a po, you know, supposed to be a bunch of really smart people with a shit ton of money who get together to talk about things, have a social media person who thought it was a great idea to say I own nothing, I have no privacy, and life has never been better. And they think that you're going to believe that. So it's an interesting segue here because um, here is this quote coming back again and again. And this started in 2016 was when that tweet was from. And there's a couple videos here that talk about, you know, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. So let's go ahead and watch some of those. So this is now a a commercial from the World Economic Forum. And I'll go ahead and read you what it says. But I'm gonna stop the music so the microphone's not bad for you guys. So here we go. It says, You own nothing and you will be happy. Whatever you want, you'll rent and it'll be delivered by drone and they'll own it. That's not what it said, but I say that. The US will be the world's what did that say? The US won't be the world's leading superpower. A handful of countries will dominate. And here's what he had to say about it.
2: A handful of countries will dominate. I wonder which ones they might be. A terrifying coalition of big business, big tech, and left-wing totalitarians are so confident and so brazen. I mean, they just stole the U.S. election, so I guess they're feeling pretty chuffed with themselves. that they are now promising, you will own nothing and you will be happy. What they should have added is, Added is, and we, the very rich, will own everything and be even happier. Of course they will. The great tragedy here is that Prince Charles is involved in this fascist corporatist global push.
0: He stole my joke. Come on.
2: And is thereby putting our entire constitutional monarchy at risk. Queen Elizabeth, please give the bloke the punt. It is critical, and I urge you to write to your MPs over the holidays to insist that no Australian public servant or member of parliament, no individual on the Australian public purse attends the World Economic Forum in Lucerne in May, which is where this obscenity is scheduled to begin. Please write to your MPs and tell them. And you think I'm just imagining this stuff, crazy old Rowan with his conspiracy theories? Think again. This garbage is already deeply embedded into our state and federal governments. I've spoken before about the insidious phrase, build back better, which sounds like common sense, but is in fact just one of several slogans for the Great Reset. Another being the Orwellian phrase, the fourth industrial revolution. Here's old Klaus again, minus the white cat on his knee, telling us all about the fourth industrial revolution. The fourth industrial revolution will impact our lives completely. It will not only change how we communicate, how we produce, how we consume, it will change actually us, our own identity. which of course gives life to such policies and developments like smart traffic, smart government, smart cities. What we will see is that uh, everything will be integrated into an ecosystem driven by big data and uh, driven uh, particularly by close cooperation also of governments uh, with um, business, civil society. And this revolution will come at a breathtaking speed, it will be like a tsunami. Like a tsunami in the fourth industrial revolution, you will own nothing, but you will be happy. That is an order.
0: <laughs> His uh, accent's much better than mine, so I'm glad I let him go for that. <laughs> so, it, it, it's quite alarming, right? This is all quite alarming. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. And we will own everything, and rent it to you, and make Buku box. <laughs> if you haven't heard that phrase in a while, you're welcome. Um, so, this is the direction they want to take it. And this is the direction they're taking it. That's why they want to autonomize cars so fast. Is to, Again, a linchpin of your freedom. They can shut your car down whenever they feel like it. Right? They can see, they can have a chip in there that tells them exactly where it goes. And they want to be your car. You'll have a car that goes between every house that's the whole block's car that just takes everybody to work on their own separate time frames or shows up like an Uber without somebody driving it and, and it goes back to a little fleet stand. There actually probably never stops. That's what they want. They want you to not own anything. They want you to be a little worker ant, and they want to direct you in whatever way pleases them and the queen bee, who in this case is that Nazi sounding man that we just listened to say nothing. i found that interesting. It's like when you get to the upper limits of business, it's like people say so much with, and I'm not, you know, obviously from an outside perspective, I'm not a elite billionaire, but They say so much to say literally nothing. There's so much fluff in their conversation because they know that their entire being is full of shit. So the only thing they can do is dance around questions. Like, literally, if you watch Justin Trudeau, you watch uh, Pizasky, you watch Joe Biden, you watch any of these crooks, these, you know, people that should be in jail for the things that they do, but instead are taking and stripping people from their homes for having thoughts. You go to any of them. I don't know. Every single one of them. You ask them any question, they dance around it for, like a, like a, you know, ballet dancer with their words. They say absolutely nothing of substance that actually legitimately answers a question. Sir, you guys killed billions with the COVID nineteen regulations. Um, can you answer as to why? Well, to answer your question, I can confirm that everything we've done is right. And I don't know the particular case that you're talking about, but I do know that every single day, the right thing to do is to get vaccinated and care about the people around you. They say they like they never address the actual question they, they, because they're cowards and they can. That's why people got so mad with Donald Trump, you know, going after like his debates were crazy because he, people would ask him real questions and he would really answer that. He didn't need to dance around them. He would literally debate for 10 minutes with a a news reporter or say one thing and roast them, and then the conversation would be over. So, uh, and on that note, too, I guess Truth Social opened today, if you're interested. Uh, Don't sit on Twitter. Don't go uh, watch the World Economic Forum try to take everything away from you. Go on to Truth Social and sign up now. I think you can. Um, I know there was, like, a VIP beta that... Still waiting on a guy to get back for me about, but uh, um, I'm pretty sure it's now open to the public, I think. I don't know, but it should be. So go check it out, True Social. Um, And again, I make no money for saying that, but you should just go check it out because freedom, you know? All right. So the next thing that we're going to watch here will be this quick video. And actually, let's do a little side note here, just a, a little quick little Uh, you know, road, uh, truck stop on the side. Shout out to all the truckers in in Canada. Um, And all the ones in the U.S. heading to Washington. But anyways, so a side note here is that on the 8th of February, 2022, the CDC went back and changed a long list of milestones for infants. And one can only speculate why. Hmm, why would the CDC... Completely eliminate crawling as a milestone for children. Why would they change the walking time frame from 12 months to 18 months to be on time? And why would they change talking from 12 months to 15 months? All while we're dealing with a pandemic where they're trying to inject a bunch of pregnant women with something that's never been tried long term on regular people let alone pregnant people. Why would they go ahead and why would they change all these milestones? Hmm. Could it be that they're curious and and wanting to still be hitting and and manipulate the numbers so it looks like children are are in autism and all of these issues that arise from vaccines are not on the rise? Could that be what they're doing here? No. No. The science changed. (laughs) Right? The science changed. So... You know, probably still want to use the old regulation or the old uh, milestone markers if you are, uh, you know, a a parent who's legitimately interested in it because they're trying to dumb down their children by six of 18 months or 12 months. And so here's a quick note on, uh, let's see, here is a video and something that we talked about was the cracking down on cryptocurrency in the United States following these, you know, uh, within two weeks, two weeks of them labeling people terrorists and and opening up an entire department through the Department of Homeland Security. And if you haven't listened to that episode, yeah, go back and watch it. It was from four days ago now. So very recent stuff. Um, Touched more on the Freedom Rally and and some things like that. And uh, but we also here talked about how crypto is now going to be crack down on, there's speculation that Joe Biden's going to issue executive orders on regulating that. On the backs of calling people terrorists now and opening up an entire department of the government, entire branch, specifically to go after domestic terrorists who sow disbelief in the government. Word for word from the Department of Homeland Security bulletin, And if you want to see that, it's in our substack, which I haven't mentioned yet, redpillrevolution.substack.com. You'll see the whole podcast companion, which includes all the links, episodes, or all the, yeah, the actual episode, the the video, the audio podcast directly in your email without having to go look for it in your podcast or on YouTube. It also includes all the links, all the articles, all the videos from the episodes. And so if you want to go back and look at that, go to redpillrevolution.substack.com and you can see the Department of Homeland Security bulletin that I included on there. As well as the link to take you directly to it, as well as downloading the PDF directly from it, RedPillRevolution.substack.com, which is free. By the way, it doesn't cost you anything for those podcast companions. But if you do want to pay, there's a uh, you can pay for. I sub sometimes right now put out these deep dive articles, which kind of dive deeper, you know, long form writing that apparently I I can do (laughs) um, on certain topics. So I haven't done them in a couple weeks, but I do plan on continuing that. And if you only get those, if you are a paid subscriber for $7 a month, works out to $1.75 a week. So anyways, moving on. On the backs of that, crypto is being cracked down on by Joe Biden. Apparently there's talks of a new executive order. So let's go ahead and check out this video of our senile old man president who cannot remember, how to spell his own name, let alone run a country. The crypto
1: community has been holding its breath on the details of President Biden's forthcoming executive order, which has not come out yet on the subject matter. But Yahoo Finance reporter Jennifer Schoenberger got the details of that forthcoming order. Jennifer, give us a lowdown on what's going on.
3: Good afternoon, Brian. That's right, President Biden set to issue a wide-ranging executive order on regulating cryptocurrencies next week. The president will direct agencies across the government to study cryptocurrencies, as well as a central bank digital currency, and come up with a wide-ranging government strategy to regulate digital assets, according to an administration official familiar with the matter. Now, the order reads like an alphabet soup of a agencies here in Washington that will be tasked with looking into crypto. Specifically, the order will commission a study of a CBDC and ask Treasury along with the Department of State, the Attorney General, the Department of Commerce and Homeland Security and other agencies to develop a report on the future of money and payment systems. Now, the director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy will do a technical evaluation of what might be needed to support a CBD system. FSOC will be asked to study financial stability issues.
0: All right. So interesting. So basically what they're saying is that they're going to, and, and that's funny, there's just probably five points that they just showed and that none of it is probably what there's actually in that bill that they're going to do with the regulation. You know, there's there's obviously going to be much more than there's just studying. They're, they're just going to get a little education on the matter. <laughs> it's the first, the first point of this crackdown by Yahoo Finance, which you know is completely unbiased in the way that they report. Um, so yeah, no way, no way. So I'm, I'm sure we'll find out what the real regulations are once, you know, the, uh, diamond handed Reddit groups get on this <laughs> shout out. And, uh, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see why they're cracking down on that. Well, we, we, we can speculate as to why or how they're going to crack down on this is the bigger question. But we know why. Because they want a cashless society. They don't want you being able to. And if you don't understand crypto or you don't know cryptocurrency, you know, let me see if I can give you a very brief understanding of it. Basically, it's decentralized uh, currency or value, which only has a key held by the individual which could be something like a thumb drive or a login or something like that. And so it's a store of goods or a store of a a digital good, which the government has no access to without that key. And it is not directly identified by an individual identification. So it's not like you have to show your driver's license to open a cryptocurrency account in most cases. And so it's literally just attached to an email. And so they cannot access it. They can't freeze your account when you decide that you want to make a tweet or send 50 bucks to the Freedom Convoy because they can't access it. They have no ownership over it. It's not their money. And they don't have access to the financial institution, which they take money from. It's not like Bitcoin, you know, Satoshi's sending sending over money to Joe Biden. You know, maybe Hunter Biden wouldn't surprise me. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. It's going to be interesting to see, but but I think the overwhelming understanding should, that you should take away from this is that your money is not safe in a bank. Your money is not safe in a bank because it's not your money the second that you deposit it. It's being lent out. It's being sent out. It's being invested. It's being you know having loans taken out on it. It's not your money. There's, there's no ownership of that. And, and if you have a large enough sum that you want to pull out, you won't be able to pull it out of the banking institution. And... You might not be able to pull out any of it if you disagree with the government, as we've shown with this 30-year-old woman who had all of her assets frozen and her bank account closed over a $50 donation when it was legal to do so. And so I think it's time that we start taking a little bit more ownership in our privacy, right? We use the right browsers, right? I use Brave. We use the right search engines. I use DuckDuckGo right? We use the right VPNs, whichever one you want to use there, but use one. And we do that because we are starting to learn more. But what you should know is that the enemy, not the enemy (laughs) for, for all, for the, you know, why, right? We don't want to use that word, not the enemy, but the, the people who are drawing down these regulations and putting them down onto you, you're giving them direct access to not only how much money you hold, who you're giving that money to. And then they can correlate that with, well, what did you say on social media today? And am I going to let you have access to your money that you work so hard for? So it's it's interesting. And I don't even think, uh, I was wondering this. Can you ask a company to pay you in cash even? Like, do they have to pay you in checks? Can they pay you by like a money order or something? I don't know. It seems like you should be able to ask to get paid in cash. Because what if you don't have a bank account? Hmm. So it's going to be interesting to try to get more educated on this personally, because I, I don't know much about my financial identification or privacy. And I am now more interested in it. Now seeing that this woman has had her all of her assets frozen as a result of this. So I think it's time that we all take a little bit of ownership in our finances. So let's go ahead and see if there's anything else that we want to touch on. And I think there's one more thing here, which is, this tucker carlson video whatever you think about tucker carlson and we can go ahead and watch this where he discusses with dr malone briefly the deep state Klaus Schwab, the world economic forum and the vax id agenda so let's go ahead and check this out
4: You cannot go through the last two years without being transformed and becoming agree. acutely aware of how compromised our government is. And it's not just our government. For me, I've been dragged kicking and screaming, you know, just resisting this whole World Economic Forum thing. Um, and the the kind of the epiphany moment for me was when I encountered the Young Leaders Program. And... Uh, the videos of Klaus Schwab bragging about how he has basically infiltrated all of the Western governments with- I believe Justin Trudeau participated in that, didn't he? Justin Trudeau, Gavin Newsom, uh, it goes on and on. Matter of fact, uh, so one of the things we're gonna do on our Substack is we're gonna try to um, do the diligence and map the Young Leaders Program graduates uh, to their various positions throughout the United, throughout the um, North American government structure, Canada and the United States, because they're all
2: over. Every neoliberal robot with power, it seems like, came through, through that. that.
4: And the, what they, what one, one of the characteristics, characteristics they seem to share, if you look, if look at Gavin Newsom and Justin Trudeau as is, is two uh, exemplars. Um, uh, the, you know, the leader of New Zealand I mean, it just goes, goes on and on and on is, is they, they don't seem to be big, big thinkers now. No, and, uh, they, they're very, very much, party much party line people. people. Yes. Yes. That, was that was a confusion, confusion to me too, until, until I saw the website where the website world economic forum lays out its policy position. position. It's, it's very fascinating. fascinating. It's interactive. You know, you know if you, you click on COVID-19, COVID-19 it shows how that relates to, um, you know, know uh global warming, warming and everything else it's exactly. all it's all it's all climate change is racism, racism it's all and and a matrix yeah but, but it, is, it is oh no, i know it's, it's all there, there.
0: <laughs> so that you know they touch on it and, and this is super recent this is february 10th so less than 12 days ago uh tucker carlson and robert malone were discussing claus schaub the World Economic Forum and its Young Global Leaders program which I had no idea which makes more sense now you look at these drones between Justin Trudeau and uh you know the Gavin Newsom who's the California governor and they look like these like little mindless puppets you know and pretty was somebody said Justin Trudeau was like literally a drama teacher like what what in the world and, and they're the most like black-eyed like weird people who are there's just nothing there and they came out of this brainwashing young global leaders program through the world economic forum and i would be interested to go check out and you should go check out robert malone's Substack where he said that they may in the future or have already mapped out the entire you know impact of these young global leaders programs from the from this you know string pulling uh shadow government so it goes on to say here, for those who think that this is just a conspiracy theory, consider the founder of the Private Billionaires and World Leaders Club, the World Economic Forum, which meets in Davos, Switzerland every year, has clearly expressed his vision of a future in which people will be monitored and tracked like commodities or machine parts, as they already are in China. Klaus Schwab, a German professor, founder of the World Economic Forum, wrote in his 2017 book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, any package, pallet, or container can now be equipped with a sensor, transmitter, or radio frequency identification tag that allows a company to track where it is as it moves through the supply chain, how it is performing, how it is being used, and so on. In the near future, similar monitoring systems will also be applied on the movement and tracking of people Tucker Carlson and Robert Malone hone in on one part of the WEF, the Young Global Leaders Program, which includes in its alumni many strategic players in the world response to COVID, such as Justin Trudeau, Bill Gates, California Governor Gavin Newsom, Mark Zuckerberg, Lynn Forrester-Rothschilds. Wow, I had no idea about that. What in the world? Wow. So that's the whole, I've heard of these like spider webs coming out and coming into one place, but I didn't know it specifically came back to this world economic forum and Davos meeting and young leaders program. So literally Justin Trudeau, Bill Gates, Gavin Newsom, Mark Zuckerberg, and Lynn Rothschild, we're literally all a part of this World Economic Forum where they're pushing for this cashless, cryptoless, surveillance society, 1984 Orwellian dystopia together. And they're all a bunch of mindless drones saying whatever they think is going to keep getting them the most money possible and take away every fundamental right that you have. And they control, think of how much money is in those few names. Justin Trudeau, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and the Rothschilds family. How much money do you think is in those four people? Buku bucks. (laughs) So, um, and this tells you why they want the digital vaccine passport. It tells you why, probably why this got released in the first place from Wuhan. It was also that they could force these vaccines Force some type of passport system based on the vaccines and then force eventually a cashless society with a social credit system. And you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. Wow. It also says that Gates' money was behind the studies which argue for widespread masking, which continues the atmosphere for fear. Talks about the inflation of death numbers in the effectiveness of mass the chinese liberation army weapons lab in wuhan talks about the political facts conspiracy theories about gates which is funded by the pointer institute which is a party funded by gates so literally <laughs> politifact is owned by gates in fact checking information about gates interesting wow so i think that's a really interesting place too Sign off here. Thank you guys for listening so much. I hope that you got something from this today. I know that I did. Wow, I, this Shaw World Economic Forum situation is something I'm gonna to need to dive way deeper into. I'm very surprised that nobody nobody's legitimately come to me and told me these things from the hundreds of messages that I get. Um, so, I want to hear more about this. Go ahead and message me. Let's talk about it. Um, I want to hear more about this. Send me some links if you got them. Be super interested to talk about it more. Tell me what you know. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Every single week, we do a new topic, a new, some current event stuff, but also some overarching, bigger form topics like today, talking about this cashless society, talking about the World Economic Forum, and talking about these impactful things um, that can change the way that you view society, the way that you spend your money, the way that you buy food, the way that you you know teach your children their education—all of these things, all of these things should be taken in consideration. And we're going to touch on all of these topics. So come on the journey with me. Hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Red Pill Revolt. Follow me on Truth Social. Look for me. I'll have it in the link tree. I don't have the account yet, but I'm hoping to have it over the next day or so. And Go ahead. If you feel like I deserve it, give, send, go.com slash red pill revolution. You can donate right there. You can donate on the link tree directly at the link tree, which is linktree.com slash red pill revolt. And then you can also subscribe to the sub, sub stack, $7 or for free. If you cannot afford any of it, I get it. But if you can, I would appreciate it so much. You tip your waitress, you tip the damn pizza guy $7 for bringing you some pizza. And I just brought you some cold hard facts, son. So. Go ahead, and if I deserve it, go ahead and head to givesandgo.redpillrevolution.com or go right to the link tree at the link in the bio and give a donation. I would appreciate it so much. My wife would appreciate it so much, so she thinks I'm actually doing something down here instead of just talking to myself. And anyways, have a great week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay free, and welcome to the revolution. Have a great day.